0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Woo. God is so good. He's so gracious and wonderful to us. And last night I spoke, and I spoke really a long message. And uh, we have to have a little division, a little shorter message today. So I was praying for our time, and so I dreamed a dream last night, and I was preaching the message this morning. And so I was preaching, the, but in the dream, I was preaching the message last night. You know, when you introduce a message, and I'm getting ahead of myself because I want to talk about something else first. but when you, when you preach a message, the introduction should pick the people up where they are and carry them to the beginning, the meat of the message. So, so you know, there I am in the dream. I'm ushering people into an air, onto an airplane, see? Because once they get on the airplane, they're focused on one thing. They're all sitting in the same direction, focused on the front. They're getting ready for this trip. And the trip is, Holy Spirit, flow through us. Holy Spirit, flow through me. And I'm rushing to get people on the plane. And I'm talking about Maria Woodworth-Eder, how in the last part of her 45-year ministry, she'd go out in an auditorium, a 10 of 5,000 people. She'd go out on, on this long, white altar. And she was so short, she's like 5'2", or 5'3". And you couldn't see her unless she stood in the altar. And she'd go out in the altar and there'd be 5,000 people there. And she'd raise her hand and said, who wants to go to heaven with me today? And, you know, people who knew, they would stand up and raise their hand. And then she would raise her hand and they would all be gone to heaven. No. For lunch. And everybody else in the tent sat there waiting for them to come back signs and wonders and miracles and I was ushering people I would hold them last night and I'm ushering them you know and then I told him about uh, Randy Clark it was an Easter Sunday he preached this great message he thought and on his way home he was fishing for a compliment from his wife and so he said oh didn't I preach a great Easter Sunday morning message and she said preach you didn't preach you just told stories he said what she said you just told stories she said, are you going to preach to me? Tell me what you're going to say. Then tell me. Then tell me what you told me. She said, he said to himself, she never went to Bible school. She never went to graduate school. Who is she telling me how to preach? I want to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Then I'm going to tell you. And then I want you to respond to what I told you. Will we do that this morning? Woo! Oh, you know what? The greatest thing is there is a trip so here I am ushering people on with a story, you know. And all of a sudden, I look behind my shoulder, you know what I saw? I saw two angels stopping every single person getting on the plane. Here I'm trying to get the plane loaded so I can get to the message, right? And I'm telling these stories to get to pick you up where you are this morning so you're so that we break the focus. You came in with burdens, you came in with pain, you came in with difficulties, you came in with problems, you came in with life. We stepped out of the world and into his presence, and in his presence is fullness and joy, and forevermore, amen? We stepped in to focus on him, to give him glory, to give him praise and give him honor. We stepped in like we're getting on an airplane. The Holy Spirit's going to fly us, and the name of the flight is this. Holy Spirit, flow through me. And then I looked, and I saw those two angels And there they, I said, what are they doing? And the first angel was checking passports. I I saw this little track out there in the hallway before the message. He was checking passports. You see, one of the great things, the two verses we're going to look at is, is come, you know, in the last, in Revelation, the end of the book, it says the, the, Holy, the, the bride and the, and the Holy Spirit say, Come. And the Holy Spirit says, Come. And come. Come is mentioned hundreds of times in the New Testament. Come, you know, and come. And the greatest come is Jesus, you know, as we come. If Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will live and dwell with him. That's salvation. And I was looking behind me and I was hoping the plane would be full, right? So I could start preaching the message. But the angel was stopping everybody checking their passport. Because you can't come into God's heaven. You can't go on the flight of the Spirit until you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. Do you believe in who He is and what He's done for you? And you open your life. And He said, I will come in and I will live in you and dwell in you. Woo! And I looked at the other angel. What was he doing? He was checking visas. You see, you can't get into heaven. You can't get on a spiritual flight of the Holy Spirit until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Hello? you got to receive. you got to, Jesus said, you know, over there, and, and um, I wrote it down just for you because I know you wanted, you had to see it. You had to see it, and here's what it says. Oh, I love this. Jesus, in that last day of the feast, he says, he raises up, he says to him, he says, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. And when you and I thirst, He pours out his Holy Spirit. He goes on to say, he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. (laughs) It's not a river, it's river. And I was checking there, and the Holy Spirit was checking. Have you opened your life to Jesus to invite him in to be your Lord and Savior? If you haven't, you can do that this morning while you're standing in line for the angel to check your passport. Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You can do it now. If you're just Jesus, you're the baptizer. I receive it. Flow through me. Hallelujah. I was in Portugal preaching on the Holy Spirit. This guy said, I've been seeking for 20 years. And I said, well, how, you know, 20 years, 20 years. I, I said, you got to stop seeking and just let him flow through you. Cooperate with him. And he just began to bubble up and speak. Wow, it was wonderful. So anyway, the line's getting on there. So I, I said, Lord, I'm trying to get this message shortened down because I can't spend, like last night, I spent two or three days getting this message out. We can't, we haven't got the time. The flight's about ready to leave. We got to land. We got to, we got to We gotta be, we got to land. And you have to respond by 11 o'clock. You have to, because we have to have time to close. You know, it's all about where we're going. It's not just a journey. It's about getting there with joy. It's getting there with multitudes and multitudes of people. Oh, Saved and filled with the precious Holy Spirit. So there I am in the dream, and uh, there I am in the dream. And there's these rivers, and I want to talk about those rivers. But I want to talk about this is so important. So I got to cut the message short, and I got my clock right here, and I got to. So I, I need I need you to agree with me that uh, you'll respond this morning. Will you do that? And so everyone here. When when I come to the point the time, there's I'll tell you how to respond, and I'll tell you what the message is. Is that, that we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit flowing through us? Now I'm an apostle of encouragement, and uh, I want to honor Pastor here, Pastor Senior. You know, it was 27 years ago in September. We had lunch together, and I share with him how Twila and I wanted to return to missions. And that day, from that lunch, this church became our our missionary covering church. Praise the Lord! Isn't that wonderful? And for 27 years, they put up with me and they helped us every month and they prayed for us and kept us. And I want to just give a report this morning. I want to invite you all to the pack afterwards because that's part of our rescuing kids through food and education. And we have these 500 or so kids in the Philippines. We want to register them with the gospel and with food and education. We want to encourage them. And overseas in the Portuguese world, we have 7,860 students in seven schools in three nations. Isn't that wonderful? It's not what we've done, it's what he's done. In in literacy, we think about Portugal and Angola and Mozambique and the the Democratic Republic of the Congo. We've had over almost 200,000 people learn how to read and write. And how, you know, isn't that wonderful? Because rescuing adults through literacy and job training, and that was the goal in 1992. The Holy Spirit said, This is what I want you to do. I want you to rescue kids through food and education. I want you to rescue adults through literacy and job training. I want you to rescue communities through. Training pastors and planning churches. And we help 12 different Portuguese groups to have a Bible school online. Christian Life is just opening online. We already have 30 students. Praise the Lord. Pastor Harry's down there preaching the gospel in several centers, inviting students to go online and prepare themselves for a lifetime of service, and a lifetime of ministry. Woo! I'm excited. Wow. I'm excited. Praise the Lord. Flights loading up and I said you know what I'll do I'll do what Harold Achengay did you don't know Harold Ockengay but he was the president of Gordon-Conwell a long time ago and he wrote this little teeny book and I was had some time in Kansas City at a friend's house, and I saw that little teeny book. I didn't have a lot of time, so it was a small book. And I picked that book on, uh, and the year was 1974. And I picked that book off the shelf, and I read that book. And Harold Lockingay said, "This is what he did. He would write his sermons, and he'd go out and leave his sermon on the desk, and he'd just preach what he remembered." So I'm going to preach what I I got an outline, but I got to follow the outline. I can't be Harold Lockingay. I think he had a photographic memory, you know. And uh, every message I ever write, it has to be a miracle message because I can never get it done. <laughs> but we're getting on this flight, and everyone that in that flight, is their prayers, Holy Spirit flow through me. Holy Spirit flow through me. So there I was. I was saying, listen. Every time you and I pray, in Hebrews it tells us that we haven't come to Mount Zion with the giving of the law where fear trembled and people said, don't speak to us anymore. No, we've come to the heavenly Jerusalem. Every time you pray, you come into the presence of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Your spirit leaves earth and enters into heaven. You know, and you have four angels, two of them, lead you into there. And I thought this last night, I didn't talk about those four angels, but I want to tell you you have four angels. There's two in front of you, Psalm 43.3. It says, and let light and truth lead you into the mountain, in, into the holy mountain, and bring you into his sanctuary, and bring you to the altar where you can present your petitions to God they go before you. One has a body shield with a spear. One has a sword with, a round, with a, a round shield. And they go before us. And then you have two angels that follow us. And you see, and I was reading one day Psalm 23 and there in verse 6, as I read that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, the Holy Spirit said, those are two angels Eldon. They're two angels. And then I was up in Wisconsin and the Lord opened my eyes and I saw everybody had four angels. And I said, how can everybody have four angels? I only know two, goodness and mercy. Who are those other two guys? And as I was reading along, in the psalm that day 43 came up and I said there it was goodness and light true, light and truth shall lead you into my holy hill into my sanctuary and to my altar hallelujah. hallelujah and then one day I got this sorrow overcame me I thought about this I said Lord what will happen to my angels when I die will they be reassigned And the Holy Spirit says, you don't understand. And I said, what don't I understand? He said, Eldon, before you were created, God created them to be with you for all of time and all of eternity. Wow. Something inside of me was so rejoicing that my God would create four eternal beings to be with me all of my earthly life and all of eternity. And every time I pray, they make the way. By the blood of Jesus, we have bold access to come into his presence. Woo! If I was in Liberia, we'd do a little dance. Woo! We're getting on that plane. I gotta be fast because we gotta go fast. And, and so what I'm gonna tell you is that the, the, is I wanna tell you that you know, I, I love to tell my story. When you tell your story, you release the glory. So I'm telling you my dream last night because I'm preaching this message and we get through on time and I ask you to respond. And you're gonna, you're ready to respond. So now I, ask, here's, I want to. you to respond. I want you to understand the message. The me, I'm out in, North, out in North Carolina and so my wife was going to go and my mom was going to go along and we were going out there for two weeks and we were going to minister in churches in North Carolina. And so there along the river it ends up I'm all by myself and I said what will I do for two weeks besides ministry in the church I'll just seek the Lord and then one day I picked up this little pamphlet and I'm reading this pamphlet and it was by Don Gossett and in the introduction to this little pamphlet Don Gossett says that one of his board members going through the records of crusades he held in his lifetime and they came and he got counted up two million conversions he stopped counting and ran in to tell Don he found two million people who'd come to Christ through his ministry. Isn't that wonderful? Woo! And then I, was look, then I went on and Don said, yes, and every one of those two million people received this little booklet, How to Live the Christian Life. And then I was there and I read what it said, just one sentence, and it said every day, he said, I have an, an hour with Jesus. We praise together, we pray together, and I get my instructions for the day. And immediately I said, Father, you tell the story, you release the glory. I said immediately, Father, every day I seek to sit in my chair in heaven. Because you see in Ephesians chapter 2, he says that when we were in sin and in darkness he saved us and now he has he's lifted us up and he's seated us in heavenly places and we have a chair on his throne with christ he's to my left and the father's in front i you have a chair there and i have a chair there but the father says, how much time will you spend in your chair it's an invitation to come it's an invitation to come it's an invitation to come And so there I said, Father, I said, I don't spend an hour with Jesus. I spend an hour with you. I said, I don't spend an hour with the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance Martin Luther when he said, I cannot do anything. I have so much to do. I feel so pressured. I see so much I want to accomplish. And I just know life is so short. I must spend three hours a day in prayer. And I thought to myself, I said, Father, is it possible that Martin Luther knew this secret, and he spent an hour every day with you, and he spent an hour every day with Jesus, and he spent an hour every day with the Holy Spirit. And then I thought, Father, I'm going to sit in my chair down here looking out at this beautiful river until you bless me so much in my chair up there. I'm blessed down here. What good is it to be blessed up there unless he blesses us down here? Hallelujah. I said, I'm not leaving. I don't care how long it takes. And you're going to so bless me up there that I'm going to be blessed down here. Woo! And there I was. And immediately, I was sitting in my chair in heaven facing the Father. No, I can't see the Father. I just see his glory cloud. And my spirit's there and I'm watching me sitting there and I'm looking at me and all of a sudden an angel comes up behind me and he gives me this crown. And I said, what's that crown? He said, it's the crown of righteousness. And I said, the crown of righteousness? I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And I sense that unworthiness down here on earth. I sense that emotion in me. I know, And then all of a sudden... I said, what is it? They said, the crown of righteousness. And then I, and I looked and another angel came and he brought this mantle and he's putting this mantle on me. And I said, well, what's that? He said, that's the mantle of righteousness. And I felt more unworthy. I felt more than, no, oh, who am I to receive this? And Jesus belongs to all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. And then I saw another angel come, and he brought me a diadem in my right hand, and I said, what's that? And he said, it's the diadem of righteousness. And I said, I'm just so unworthy. And I saw on my left hand a piece of paper, and I looked at the paper, and I said, I can't read that, it's in a heavenly language. But I, I was just so overwhelmed in heaven, and down when I was it, I was so glad I was sitting down, because down on earth, the room along that river, the whole house was filled with his presence. And truly, God so blessed me up there. Woo! I was overcome down here. When my hour ended with him, I said, now I'm going to spend an hour with Jesus. There are 942 times Jesus appears in the New Testament. And I said, I'm going to take 942 times every time his name appears. There must be something about him I don't know. There must be something about him I can learn because I must know him to love him. I must know him to serve him. I must be more like him. I cannot be like him until I know who he is. Oh, yeah. And I began to study. And the Lord gave me a great and fabulous... I got to Matthew chapter 18 that day. And in those chapters, the Lord gave me this great gospel message. The four faces of the gospel. The four faces of the Jesus. I haven't had time to go into it today. But I was just overwhelmed with my time with him. And then I said, Holy Spirit... Holy Spirit, how can this happen? How am I going to spend an hour with you? What will we do? What will we do? What will we do? And then he began to speak to me. He said, Eldon, who shed the love of God in your heart? I said, you did. He said, Eldon, 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 who convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment? I said, you do. He said, Eldon, Eldon, who will guide you every day? I said, you're the guide on earth. You're the the gift from God to be the guide in all life. And and he said, Eldon, who will flow the fruit, my fruit fruit through you. Who will do that? And I said, you, Holy Spirit, you will do that. And then he gave me this revelation about Eldon Tracy. Because you see, Eldon Tracy is an apostle of encouragement to the Portuguese-speaking world. And being an apostle of encouragement includes Brazil. And one of the greatest rivers in the world is the Amazon River. And when I found out and Paul that... God, the signs of an apostle in Corinthians are these. Paul writes, he said, I did not want you to be inferior to any other New Testament church. So God didn't want you to be inferior. So by patience, I, God granted me miracles, signs, and wonders among you. Or signs and wonders and miracles among you. So you don't fall behind any other New Testament church. Miracles, signs... Signs, wonders, and miracles. And then he goes on to say, the only thing you fell behind in is I fail to be a a burden on you. The New Testament church, signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? Where Jesus is, there are signs, wonders, and miracles. Mark gospel ends, and they went everywhere preaching the word, and the Lord confirming them through signs. You say, well, what are signs? John, when he wrote his gospel, the seven miracles he taught, the seven events of Jesus, great signs and wonders, all he calls them, all signs. Jesus was approved by signs. Paul, Peter preached in the day of Pentecost. Jesus was approved as a man approved among you by signs, wonders, and miracles. There it, writes, there it reads in the book of Acts, the apostles were approved by signs, wonders, and miracles. It says even the deacons were approved by signs, wonders, and miracles. Hello? And even they prayed in chapter, Acts chapter 4. They said, may all your servants be approved by signs, wonders, and miracles. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. In his presence, he performs His will and His purpose flow, it come from His heart through us to help us. So there I was, and that revelation He gave me, He said, Eldon, you'll never have an Amazon flow of signs, wonders, and miracles unless you have an Amazon flow of my fruit through you. You say, "What's the Amazon, Eldon? What is that?" The Amazon is a river, five thousand four hundred and forty miles long. When it comes to the mouth of the Atlantic Ocean, it comes to the Fos. The city on the mouth is called Belém, Bethlehem, because that's where the river. The, the Portuguese mentality: the, the river's birth at the mouth and goes back. But there, at the mouth, it's two hundred miles across. Lake Michigan's fifty miles across. Now imagine a river 200 miles across, and the force is so strong it pushes back the Atlantic Ocean for 250 miles. And the river of God is greater. 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 greater. And the Holy Spirit gave me that secret. He went on to say, who chooses the gifts of the Spirit? It says in the Bible in Corinthians that he, the Spirit of God, chooses severally as he wills. The gifts of all the fruits, the gifts of the Spirit are chosen by the Spirit. So you say, who's the Lord of the harvest? The Spirit is. Who's the King of the harvest? Jesus is. Who's the intercessor on earth? The Holy Spirit. Who's the intercessor in heaven? Jesus. And there I was my first hour with him. And I said, Holy Spirit, flow through me an Amazon flow of your fruit. In the Greek, they tell you it's love, and love is so fantastic. It was Andrew Murray who every day of his life, you know, he died in 1917, so over 107 years ago. He wrote 250 books. In the latter part of his life, he couldn't speak; he lost his voice. He, began, he was healed and later filled with the, with the Holy Spirit in healing rooms in a healing house in England. But you know, he, every day he on his knees, he would read Psalm. He would read First Corinthians 13, and there Paul wrote that beautiful Psalm of Love. It's verse four through eight, and that's love. It's a great, great Psalm of love. And you see, you just and it's love. But when you come what happens And as I was in that dream. And I said, I've got to get, and the people who were getting on the plane and they were checking if they're saved, checking if they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're on the plane and here we're getting ready to go. And the most important thing is what flows through me flows back to the Father and to the Son. Because it comes from the Father through the Son to the Spirit to us. This Amazon flow of love, joy, and peace. You know, love is a diamond Divine love is a diamond, and I saw in my dream I, I picked out a diamond, and there was the diamond, and I was seeing that divine love is a diamond, just beautiful, beautiful water. Full, and it's just it's it's and I compare it. Does it compare to does my love does die, given to me by the Holy Spirit? Does it compare with the love of the Father? Does it compare with the love of the Son? Whew. Divine love is desiring God's very best for someone else. It's to flow back to the Father. And then it's joy. You see it in his presence, his fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. You pick up that diamond of joy. It sparkles in all directions. There is no greater joy in all the earth than knowing that I belong to him and he belongs to me forever. 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 And then there's peace, and only Jesus said, I give you my peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, you'll have all these problems, but I give you my peace, and the Holy Spirit flows. He wants to flow through every one of us on this flight. He wants to open up, us to open up our spirits and allow the Holy Spirit to flow love, joy, and peace back to the Father for his glory. Praise the Lord. I think we're doing good. We're moving ahead. Are you still on the flight? I still have you? I didn't lose you along the way? And then there's others. We live for Him, but He keeps us down here for others. And we need this, you know, why would a man. Pursue? Why would you pursue something unless you needed it? Unless you're desperate? Unless you lived in a world of need for others? And here the Holy Spirit comes and wants to flow. Then push back, you know, and water symbolizes humanity. And the flow of the Spirit pushes back on all the darkness and all the hate and all the indifference and all the sickness and every work of the enemy. When the divine flow of the Holy Spirit flows through us like that Amazon, we're patient and we're kind And we're good to others. There's no greater person in all the earth than God is patient with us. He began to work. He's going to finish. He's patient with you and I. There's hope this morning for every one of us in whatever situation we're in because my God so loves me and so loves you he's going to be patient with us he will not stop working he will not stop loving he will not stop forgiving he will not stop working in us until he's completed we'll turn out perfect in him for his glory forever goodness kindness oh what great kindness the Lord has for us, he wants us to flow in this river of kindness. And you see, and Jesus said there in John, what? Rivers, not river, not one river, but rivers. So there's a river of love, there's a river of joy, there's a river of, of peace, there's a river of patience, there's a river of kindness, there's a river of goodness, and they flow to others. Hallelujah! The Bible's premised on two things. Chapter 1 and chapter 2 of Genesis. Chapter 1, it presents God, and almost 4,000 times God, the name of God, appears in the Bible. But all, you know, over 6,000 times, the name Lord appears. And every time His name appears, if it's Him, He's telling us something about Him. The book reveals Him. It's all about Him. We're His people forever, and He's our Father. We need to know our Father. We need to serve our Father. We need to love our Father. We need to give our all to Him, and He'll give His all to us. There's a river to others. And how we need that river to flow. We're on the flight. Say it with me. me. Holy Spirit, flow through me. Holy Spirit, flow through me. Just allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you. Holy Spirit, flow through me. Love, joy, and peace of the Father. Holy Spirit, flow. Say it with me again. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit flow, through me. flow through me. Patience, kindness, and goodness to others. Patience, kindness, and goodness to others. Holy Spirit, flow through me. And I remembered my pursuit. Lord, what is an apostle to man called by God Sent by God with god 's message for a people, for a season. I am in the season. I'm His. He called me. He sends me. He gives me his message. it 's for a people, and this morning you 're the people, and we 're on this flight. Holy Spirit flows through me. He wants to live it. He wants us to live it on a different dimension. He wants the past to float away. He wants to flood us. He wants to make us different. He wants wants our lives to be different. He wants those around us to be transformed by the flow of the Holy Spirit through us. But what I love about the fruit of the Spirit, it doesn't leave us out. That that comes to us and goes back to the Father's love, joy, and peace. What comes to others is patience, kindness, and goodness. But what comes to us is faithfulness, meekness, and self control. Holy Spirit, flow in me. Faithfulness. See, faith is trust. And trust, you know, I love Don Gossett said it. He said, faith is the noun and believing is the verb. But I want to tell you that faith is your trust. If you have trust, You put your trust in Jesus Christ. You might believe in an elevator, but when you get up to push the button in an elevator, you may believe the elevator will take you to the third floor, but until you step onto the elevator and you push the button from the inside, you've never put your trust in him, that elevator. But the moment you're inside the elevator and you push the button and it starts taking you up, you, play, you trust. You trust to that elevator to take you to your destination. When you and I receive Christ Jesus and we give our all to him, he seeks to give his all to us. And we, our faith turns away from just faith and just turns away from believing. It turns it becomes trust. I'm trusting him and him alone. I deposited my life in him I believe He's going to give me a John 10, 10 life. He said, the thief comes to steal and destroy, but I have come that I might give you life and life with abundance. Amen? Are you still with me this morning? Hallelujah. So there it is. And I, oh, I love this. I love, he's going to turn, you know, the Bible says that a steward should be found faithful, and we have to be found faithful. Our faith will become faithfulness. I love it when it talks about Daniel. When Daniel, his faith became faithfulness because when the other princes and the other kings wanted to find some fault in Daniel, some way they could accuse him, they found him not only faithful in his life to God in prayer, but he was awful faithful in all his service to the king whom he served. They found there was no error and no fault in him because something happened. His faith transformed his life. They could find nothing bad in him. And that will be you and I. Did you hear me? That will be you and I. As we entrust our faith to him, that will be you and I. That will be you and I. And then I love meekness, which is just plain humility. It's such a great thing, meekness. It's just such a great thing. And I love that the Holy Spirit allowed Moses to write in the book. He said, I am the meekest man who ever lived. Imagine. Moses said, I am the meekest man who ever lived. In Stephen's message there in Acts chapter 7. It said so powerfully. It said there in Acts chapter seven. It said uh, there, Stephen is preaching, and he remembered Moses, and he said Moses was approved in the wilderness by signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, of the old covenant, Moses was approved by signs, wonders, and miracles. And the New Testament covenant is that the, Jesus was approved by signs, wonders, and miracles. The apostles were were used, and then the deacons were were used. The apostles were confirmed, and this was what? And the servants, what? The servants, Paul and Barnabas, they were granted signs, wonders and miracles. So God wants this Amazon flow through us to, to others. He wants it... In us, he wants us to, our faith to become faithfulness. He wants our humility to be his humility. And Jesus says, He says, I he said, Come unto me, all you are heavy and they're heavy laden, and you know, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. And Jesus is our example of humility. He gave up all of heaven to come to earth to redeem us, to transform our life down here, and transform our eternity with him. And then the last is self-control. It's tempered self-control. It's the Holy Spirit empowers us to live a pure life, a controlled life. It's the very reason, it's the result of being filled with the Holy Spirit is we are transformed from the inside out. It's that river that flows. Wow. It's the river that flows. It's the river that flows. Wow. I hear the pilot in my dream last night The father was in the pilot seat and the son was the co-pilot. And the Holy Spirit was on our flight. When the Holy Spirit comes on, you have to channel the presence of the Holy Spirit into the message. the landing gears down we're getting ready to land but before we land we've come to the most important point of all if you in your life would like an Amazon flow of signs, wonders, and miracles if you in your life would like to have an Amazon flow of his fruit through you of love, joy, and peace to the Father patience, kindness, and goodness to others Faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. I want you to stand to your feet. Would you do that? If that's your desire, Holy Spirit flow through me. Holy Spirit flow through me. Holy Spirit flow in me. As the musicians come back again to sing that song, thank you, Leanne, for writing the music. Thank you because it's so important. Before they start singing, I wanna lead you in a declaration. That day on the river my life was changed forever. The Holy Spirit is speaking about himself and he very seldom he doesn't speak about himself. He speaks about the Father and the Son. He's the voice that was in the garden. He's the voice you hear when God speaks to you or Jesus speaks to you. It's the Holy Spirit. He's the voice of God on earth. He gave me that secret. He said, "Elden, what you're pursuing, what you're seeking, what you're waiting on me is for an Amazon flow of signs, wonders, and miracles. For others, you'll never have that unless my fruit flows through you. An Amazon flow. So as you're standing with me this morning, I want you to just raise your right hand and we're gonna ask the Holy, precious Holy Spirit to save me. Holy Spirit! Flow through me. Holy Spirit, raise your other hand if you can. I surrender. Flow through me. Give me an Amazon flow of signs, wonders, and miracles. Flow through me. Flow through us. May we not fall behind any of those others. We say it with, may we not fall behind any of those others, but through every one of us, through every servant of God, flow through us. And as they close this, I want you just to think that just allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you. They're going to close in this song. And let's just let the Spirit flow. Oh,